hundred years. Take me back when I was a kid. Never had to worry about what I did. But I'm a man now. What's the plan now? Gotta get it done. No time for fun now. Take me back when I was a kid. Never had to worry about what I did. But I'm a man now. What's the plan now? Gotta move on. Those days are gone now. Mike Young, stories that need to be told. It's Wednesday. Stock tip Dave's next to me. We're driving. I got a meeting with Lionsgate. It's going to be exciting. But what's more exciting than that? Last night, Kevin Connolly's birthday party. Stock tip Dave woke up with a fame hangover. Fame. It's not an alcohol hangover. It's, it's, he was around too many people of fame. We went in there. Toby was there. Leo's there. Connolly's there. Dave was overwhelmed. He was shook up. The steps were off. He didn't know a lot was happening. What are you talking he had, about? Don't, don't. I'm just going to let it fly, Dave. Don't worry about it. You're not going to get in trouble. Leo's not going to listen to the podcast. But you're it's okay. exaggerating. I'm not exaggerating at all. Dave had a couple of strong fame opportunities last night. Connolly needed his candle out of Leo's car. He went over there. We're working on Dave's social cues. Connolly started joking with him, yelling across the street, Dave, don't look Leo in the eyes. Don't talk too much. We already know he's been in Titanic. Stop yelling about the Wolf of Wall Street. Leave him alone with the Revenant. Dave, but obviously Kevin was just joking, but Dave shuffled over there very calmly, got Kevin's candle, and Leo was gentleman enough to to tell Connolly, I'm a grown man, bro. If I want to talk to Dave, I can talk to Dave however I want. But it was very... It was a little overwhelming for a kid from Orlando. <laughs> Last night was Kevin's birthday. Shout out Connolly. We love you. You are an original, to say the least. Kevin Connolly is an original. That's if, if you wanna if you wanna phrase it or describe him, he's he's almost like an Irish Forrest Gump. He all of a sudden, Connolly tells me, my first of all, one of my favorite singer-songwriters of all, this is, I'll tell you, I can tell you three Kevin stories, and you'll say this guy's living in, in God's path. <laughs> one of my favorite singers of all time, Harry Chapin, Cats in the Cradle. I find out the other night, our buddy Zach from Goal, his dad was Harry Chapin's manager. Connolly tells me that when he was a kid, Cats in the Cradle is playing on the radio. He's driving down the Long Island Expressway. He passes a car accident. It's the car accident that killed Harry Chapin. That is bananas. Okay, that's that's one one in a million, even though there's 100,000 people that passed Harry Chapin that day, and probably 12,000 that had him on the radio at the same time. But there's not many that are Connolly. You know what I mean? He passes Harry Chapin. Another little Kevin Connolly tidbit I will give you. When he was 19 years old, he pulled a jackpot machine in Las Vegas and he won $300,000. I heard the story. And he told a girl who was 21 at the time because you can't collect if you're 19. He told a girl that he would split it with her or give her money if she split if she claimed the money because she was 21. She claimed the money and kept the money. She's probably homeless right now. Kevin Connolly is extremely talented, famous, and he's done very well over the many, many, many years. He's been working for 31 years consistently, ever since his Burger King commercial and his Nintendo spot. <clears throat> another Kevin Connolly story. Let's see. Let's. What's another Connolly walking, like, uh, I don't know, man. 
can't come up with the third one right now, but he's just like, he doesn't believe anything I say. Well, I'm like, yo, Kev, I'm friends with Tommy Hearns from Detroit. My dad's best friend taught Elvis to play racquetball. My dad used to work at the health club that Jimmy Hoffa disappeared around. Like, he doesn't believe anything, yet he's got similar stories, but I'm supposed to believe all his shit. I remember he goes the other day, he goes, he goes yeah, I'm supposed to believe that your dad's responsible for, the miss- for, the, for Jimmy Hoffa being missing. <laughs> By the way, I never said my dad was responsible for Jimmy Hoffa missing. I said that when Jimmy Hoffa went missing, and you can look this up, Google it, whatever you want, all the people that were suspects in the Jimmy Hoffa disappearance, their alibi was that they were working out at the Southfield Athletic Club. My dad was the athletic director at the athletic club. My dad was a professional racquetball player. He was second in the state in singles, first in doubles. His partner in doubles racquetball, Dr. Fred Lorenz, was the rock doctor. So Zach, whose dad managed Harry Chapin, I texted him yesterday. I said, ask your dad. And he also managed Jay Giles band. I said, Zach, text your dad. Ask him if he ever met Dr. Lorenz when he came through Detroit with Jay Giles. What's the text I got back from Zach? A direct quote from his father saying, of course I met the good doctor. He was a great guy. We saw him every time we went to Detroit. So yo, Kev. I'm the Forrest Gump of the Midwest. I know people too. I got a life too, bro. Me and my brother, we grew up in some real extra special moment. How about that? How about that? Um, anyway, moving on. Last night was fun. Uh, I'll just be, uh, should I just be honest? I was on, I did go, I had a date last night. I met her. You met her. Was she pretty? Yeah. She's pretty, but then she went to the bathroom and like redid her makeup and came out and she looked different. I thought maybe she was different. I thought it was a different person. I never saw anybody whip their makeup up real like that. Was it like the Seinfeld episode where his date looks different during the day than at night? Maybe, because I'm not kidding. She like had different lips when she came out. I don't know what happened, man. I, I thought somebody else came to the table. <clears throat> but she probably got shook up too because she didn't know where I was taking her. So Kevin, I had to go meet them at, at 7.30 just for a pre- thing but I had already had this little date set up for a while so I didn't want to cancel it and I didn't want to bring her to Kevin's pre-party thing so I went and I met her and I said yo if you want just come meet my friends it's their birthday it's down the street so she was like cool but I didn't tell her who that it was Kevin I didn't tell her to you know Leo and Toby I didn't tell what she was walking into so I think maybe that's what made her go do her makeup and her hair right when she got there (laughs) intimidated yeah I mean she got a little shook up But it was the first time, bro, I haven't been on a date, like, on a, like, I met her on Raya. Oh, nice. Is that first one? First one. I've never been on an online dating thing in my life. I've never gone on a date from an online thing. I don't even believe there's human beings on there. I can't believe it's, like, a real thing. But I was like, you know what? For material purposes and for who knows what's going to happen. I'm just going to get uncomfortable. I'm just going to get comfortable being uncomfortable. Shit. You know, and I shook it up and I met her out and she was real pretty and cool. Of course, she was talking about being a healer and putting her hands on people and doing all that like energy work, which is super L.A. type of shit. But that being said, she was cool. You didn't get catfished. <clears throat> I did not get catfished. She was the girl who was in the picture <laughs> that I saw when I clicked on it. Me and my friends, I told you, we, were, we did a catfish story back in the day when AOL first came out. Right, you guys were ahead of the game with the catfish. You catfish catfishers, <laughs> which is amazing. Damn. 
Okay, I thought we lost it for a second. I was having a panic attack. We didn't lose anything. Did you get catfished last night? <clears throat> didn't get catfished. Met the girl, saw her online. I liked her whole sexy surfer look. She showed up. It was her. But typical LA, you know, she wants to be an actress. But first she started out telling me that she worked for a record label and that she worked in like energy work. She could put your hand, her hand near your shoulder and she could pull out your past life. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, yo, I got a lot of past lives. You got to start putting your hands on me or just hover over me and see what Did comes up. Did she guess out. anything correctly? Nothing. She didn't have a single guess on me. She just said I could wave at you and put energy on you and you'll feel better. So I was thinking about calling her tonight and just watching a documentary and just like having her put hands around me and just see how I feel. <laughs> I'm all about it. I got energy too in my hands. You might need the good energy if you watch the Michael Jackson documentary. The Michael Jackson documentary basically lets you know Michael Jackson was a pedophile. You can, and that just, I'm working on a new comedy bit right now and here's how it goes. You could be amazing at your job and really terrible at life. So everybody needs to understand, stop thinking your heroes and your icons are gonna be great people in life. Just because they're great singers, actors, rappers, dancers, scientists, that has nothing to do with what you do when you go home. There was an article apparently in the New York Times and they entitled it saying like, celebrity supersedes cr criminal, like criminality. Criminality. Celebrity supersedes criminality. That's the saddest shit in the world. That just means you're stupid. If you sit here and you think you're little celebrity people, let me tell you something. I work with Kanye West, amazing music producer, one of the most genius rappers to ever do it. Greatest, one of the greatest beat makers, makes the crowd move, worldwide fame. One of the lamest dudes I ever had to work with because you didn't show up to a Netflix meeting. How about that? I worked for six months to develop a Kanye West television show. I worked with his cousin, Ricky, who's a great dude. Ricky was at every meeting. I developed everything. Along the way, the whole time, I'd never physically met Kanye, but this was a deal at Warner Brothers. I was signed on, Kanye was signed on. I was working my ass off. I wrote the damn show. And the night before our Netflix big meeting with Ted Sarandos, the head of Netflix, I get a phone call at one o'clock in the morning that Kanye can't make the meeting. He's gotta be in Calabasas at the studio, okay? So Kanye, as a man, I don't know what you were going through. Maybe you did have something going on. Maybe you couldn't make it because of a beat. Maybe you had to finish a song. But out of respect for five other people, actually 10 other people, you should have been there, bro. You should have been there. Because I don't care about your celebrity. I'm a human. I'm into humanality. <laughs> okay? Stock tip Dave is cooler than you, Kanye. Could you ever, can you imagine that? You're cooler than Kanye, bro. Because if I say be there at 1120, you're there. Exactly. You know? It's all about being prompt. Being prompt. And there are people who are professional. Let me tell you something. Leo doesn't miss a meeting when he says he's going to be there. He ain't sleeping in past a meeting. You know what I mean? Yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio. You ever heard of him? He doesn't miss meetings when they're on the schedule. Kanye, you set me up, bro. And I didn't get paid a dime. And you got half a million dollars on the kill. When they killed it, he got... What's this guy doing? 
Is he looking? I'm about to honk at him. I don't know what he's doing. We'll let him slide for a second. I think this place is like right around the corner. We're close. But we'll, we'll, you know what? We'll pod for another 10 minutes. I'm going to meet Lionsgate right now. And the script you were writing, right? Yeah, so I wrote this script. It doesn't sound like I'm bragging, does it? I mean, it depends. I mean, you're going there right now, so. I'm on the, Dave is taking me to a meeting. I meet with one of the guys from Lionsgate, Stan Wortley. Oh, this guy's stopping. He's running out of gas, Dave. He's on the double blinker. Yeah, I'm stuck. It's okay. Give a honk. See if he can move. Oh, he's moving. He's moving. I'm going to meet this guy, Stan Wortlieb. Stan produces films for Lionsgate. He's a great guy. Peter Schlesel, big-time producer, producing the movie. I wrote a movie called The District. The District is about Sid Lieberman. Sid Lieberman used to run the garment center for the crime family, for the Gambino family. They hired me to write the movie. I wrote it. We are going to make this movie. I am going to sit at lunch and talk about it. They want me to help produce it as well as I already wrote it. So they're keeping me on as writer and producer, and we are going to talk. That being said, um, I need to start enjoying some of these little wins that I get. These are not big wins. It's nothing. They, I wrote the movie they're going to make. That's great. And you get more IMDb. A- any, yeah, IMDb. Great. Anything <laughs> could happen. Anything could totally happen. It could all fall apart tomorrow. I need to open up my heart and celebrate these little mini wins. And I'm not, I haven't been doing it. And even Emmanuel last night, you know, Emmanuel Chiriki. Is that how you say her last name? Chiriki? I love her. I mean, I should have married her 10 years ago. Doug Allen wouldn't let it happen. She played, she played, what was her, what was the name on Andre? Sloan. Sloan. Prettiest girl in the country. Um, she's awesome. But she said to me last night, she's like, you got to just enjoy, you got to enjoy some of these moments. Just take it in. You know, and obviously I have a problem taking things in, so I'm working on it. I'll go see somebody about it. I don't know what else to do about it, but I'm not taking a lot in because to me the work is the fun of it all, and I don't know what else to say. Um, let's go back to talking about last night. It was a lot of fun. I hadn't seen Toby in a while. Toby's movie. Toby just made a movie and sold it. Is this us, Dave? I mean, we're 300 feet. I'm gonna. Okay. This guy's already stopped. Yeah, good idea. Let's just chill here for a sec. So Toby sold a movie uh, at Sundance. And Toby McGuire, I've sold two television shows with Toby. He's been my producer on both of them. I could say it straight up. He's fucking brilliant. He's difficult, but Toby is a smart dude. It's no mistake that he's successful. It is no mistake. Like, I remember, he's just smart, man. It's no mistake that he's a brilliant poker player and makes probably more money than he did on Spider-Man playing poker. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's he's got he just he's a brilliant person. And sometimes brilliant people are difficult, but it was great seeing Toby last night. And what was the dinner? Where'd you guys eat? Oh, don't be upset that you didn't get invited. No, I'm just asking, I'm making conversation. Oh, we, more than you talking. Okay, we went to uh <laughs> we went to a place called No Name. Have you no ever heard name? of it? No. Okay. It wasn't a big dinner, though. It was just literally like 10 of us, you know, just showed up there. And uh, I actually had to leave to go get my first riot date. <laughs> so I told the guys I'd meet them later. That's why I met them at goal. So um, it was great seeing Toby, though. I hadn't seen him in like six months. And, you know, I, I just we've done a lot of cool stuff together. And he's helped me out big time. And I learned a lot from him. And I remember, I remember saying to him one time, like, when we were pitching to HBO, I said, what do you think our odds are, like, of selling this thing? Like, what do you think? 
He goes, what do you think the odds were of me being Spider-Man? He goes, I feel pretty good about the meeting. And sure enough, we walked in and we sold a show. So we were two for two on sales, 0 for two on making it, on making the show. But you got the, uh, the check in your account. Got the check, HBO cleared, ABC cleared. ABC was way bigger than HBO, <laughs> which I'm starting to realize. I think that my next move, maybe I come back to Toby. Maybe Toby produces Kevin and I's show for, I don't know, man. I'm just talking wild right now. I'm talking wild. I'm hopped up on coffee and Zyrtec D because I woke up with weird allergies today. I think I'm allergic to Oreos. Really? I don't know, man. I ate a row of Oreos last night and I woke up and that little hanging thing in my mouth was like, was kind of like swollen, but I'm fine. Maybe it's the weather too. I I feel like it's been raining and cloudy. Every day since we started filming Single Mike in December. It's unbelievable. Do you think I should go to the spa and steam out everything and that'll help? Steaming and sweating out things? Yeah, the sauna. It's like any negative juju you have, it goes out the window and you sweat. Is that true? Yeah. Oh, I'm going to the spa today. (laughs) I would treat you to the spa, Dave. How about that? All right. I would treat you to a spa if you wanted. That'd be cool. You got a bathing suit? Yeah, not in my car right now, but yeah. (laughs) No. But we'll get you. I'll call you later, and we'll, we'll we'll see about the spa. Where is this place I'm going for breakfast, for dinner, or lunch? Where is this place? Are we, we close? Drive up to Woodland Hills at five thirty for my class. That's it. Oh, you are. Then maybe I would treat you at from two to three thirty, and then you can just go whenever you want. Okay. Me and Dave shirtless in a spa together. <laughs> How do you feel about that? Are you, can you handle heat? Yeah, I used to go sit in those things all the time. Oh, well, then you're going to be Play surprised. basketball workout, and then that was the last thing in the world, last thing for the workout. Well, you're going to be shocked, buddy. I would even treat Connolly for his birthday, but I think I already got him shoes. Enough is enough. Oh, and I got him a DJ. I, I actually got him a DJ lesson. Oh, nice. Yeah, he, he set up uh, music stuff. But this is how funny Kevin is, because he is the type of person who he gets a guitar. I wouldn't be surprised if in four months he's playing Ed Sheeran songs. You know what I mean? He bought a drum machine. I'm actually nervous that he's going to take over DJing at goal and, like, all of a sudden Kevin's the next Tiesto. It can happen. He has a very smart, he's got a very sharp, brilliant side to him. You know Ronnie Cycli's a world-famous DJ now? Right, exactly. Ronnie Cycli, the Miami basketball player and Syracuse basketball player, is a famous DJ. I'm getting getting turntables. How about that, DJ Cons? I'm getting turntables. 100% I'm setting up my loft. I'm signing a two-year lease. DJ I'm going to stay in my place. DJ Young Mike. <laughs> and let's see who if I can't cut and scratch and mix. I'm going to DJ. Anyway, I'm going to Nashville tomorrow. Me and Saget have six shows in Nashville. Nashville. I'm very excited. I'm upset that I'm not going to be able to go to Detroit. However, what, what should I do, Dave? I need your opinion. Last night, this dude from Detroit, who apparently, I don't know, I have no idea, but he's like, yo, there's a private plane going to Detroit tomorrow. And we could take you to Detroit if you wanted. So I could actually go Thursday to Detroit, surprise my mom, nephews, hang Thursday, and f- wake up Friday and go to Nashville for my shows. Should I do something wild like that? It just depends on your energy level because you could be exhausted and bomb your show. That will not happen because it's only a one-hour flight from Detroit to Nashville. Okay. That will not happen. I will never bomb my show. Bro, if I play you my shows because I've been... If you... To, to be a great... Oh, by the way, let me just pat myself on the back for one second. <laughs> Emmanuel last night comes up to me. She goes, I have to tell you something. She goes, this 
comedian who I'm friends with who's the biggest comic in France and like in Europe. His name's Gad. Have you ever heard of him? Seinfeld, he used to open for Seinfeld. Like Seinfeld loves him. He's brilliant. Gad says to me one day, do you know Mike Young? She's like, Gad came up to me and said, do I know Mike Young? He loves your comedy. As a comedian, when you get a compliment from a high level comedian, that's the best feeling. That's just the best feeling. Can you imagine? It just lets me know I'm doing something right. Nobody knows me yet, but I, if Gad likes me, and Seinfeld thinks I'm funny, and Brian Regan thinks I'm funny, and Sebastian thinks I'm funny, and Connolly, and people, artists that I, I think I respect, I must be funny. So can somebody give me a special, please? Who do I have to talk to? Ted Serenos. Call Ted. <laughs> Call Ted. I saw an interview with him the other day. He's pretty, pretty animated. He's a cool guy. He's really cool. Really cool. I actually saw Ted in line at Erewhon, and I go, Ted? And he goes, yeah. I go, hey, man, Mike Young, you don't remember me, but I was, I came in to meet, I actually met with him with Saget for Saget Show, and uh, I stopped him right in Erewhon. I'll stop anybody, bro. I'll give Ted Serrano's a script in the fruit section. I have no rules, and that's one thing I learned from Jesse. Shout out, Jesse Itzler. We don't have rules. You know Jesse Itzler? You know who yeah, I'm, my boy Jesse? He, he owns my former team that I used to work for. Okay, so Jesse's part owner of the Hawks. Jesse does all kinds of motivational speaking. He's an incredible entrepreneur. But Jesse got his first record deal by walking into Delicious Vinyl, telling them that he was Dana Dane. Dana Dane already was like a semi-famous rapper, but the secretary didn't know who Dana Dane was. He said, Dana Dane is here to go meet with Mike Ross, the head of the label. Jesse goes in as Dana Dane. He goes, obviously, I'm not Dana Dane when he gets in there. He goes, but here's my demo. And he played his demo for the dude, and they gave him a record deal. That's, the, that's, how, that's what I think life should be like. Like yesterday, I was in this meeting, and I'm trying to think who was... Uh, what was yesterday? Monday? Tuesday. Yesterday was Tuesday. I had someone come up to me last night and like, how come you never give me any stock tips? And I'm like, I didn't know I was supposed Who to. Who said that? Uh, Coburn. Like, give him stock tips. Make him give you 5% of anything he makes. <laughs> we got to stop giving stuff away for free for Dave, even though everyone called me cheap last night. Because apparently Connolly told Chuck and Leo and everybody that you drive me sometimes and I give you cash, but I don't give you enough money. <laughs> so I don't know who's talking about what to who, but I do not think I'm cheap. All right. Uber is $11. If I want to come here, $8. I didn't even know that happened. Let me give you a 20. Hold on. Are we at this Beverly Grill place yet? We're 150 feet. Okay. Um, I didn't even know they brought that up as a subject. They just called me to come. Oh, I know where I was. I was in a meeting for another movie thing yesterday, and everybody at the table was like, well, I don't know if we should call this guy, and this guy's hard to get, and maybe we... I'm thinking, give me their numbers. I'll call anybody. I'll walk a script into whoever. Let's do that for the podcast for all your buddies. Let's do it. We'll put everybody on the podcast. I'll walk up to Leo, turn off the radio at goal, and we'll have a podcast. <laughs> He'll probably say no. But, or no, he won't say no. Get on Bobby Lee. Let me tell you something, bro. Leo's, he's, he's more humble than you. He's, he's just a great dude, man. He really is. He's just, at that level, to be that cool, you know what I mean? I mean it's just a really cool thing. I'm not... You know, I don't know what else to say other than he was raised right. You know, some of these dudes, if you're not, if you don't have good core core values 
and good integrity from the jump, you ain't shit anyway. I mean, when Kevin showed him the list of social cues, he sat there and read them. He's like, oh, this is a great lift. He lit list. And I was like, yeah, I'm trying to remember them all. He's like, he's like, I still have trouble remembering to do all these. Yeah, yeah, totally. He'll bite his nails in public. He's got no problem. Anyway, I got to get out of here because we're 24 minutes in. Good podcast. Stock Tip Dave is following his social cues. <laughs> still got a little work to do. It's okay. If you want to go to the spa today, bro, I will treat you to the spa. Okay. That'd okay. Awesome. 100% I will. It's I'm going in right now to this meeting. I'm right on time. And uh, this week, Bob Saget, Mike Young, we are in Nashville at Zany's. Next week, we are, in, we are in Salt Lake City. Videos after dark, Tuesday or Monday. Okay. I'll say that in a second. Uh, next week, we are in Salt Lake City at Wise Guys. And more importantly than that... Tuesday next week next Tuesday following the bachelor finale videos after dark it is my first show on ABC network I wrote it Bob Saget is hosting it it is going to be a blockbuster monster it comes on after the bachelor it's funny as hell Saget rocks it and we are excited and we are excited videos after dark Saget is back on ABC we're out there saving networks bro <laughs> uh, all right, Mike Young, Stock Tip Dave, we're out. Take me back when I was a kid. Take me Never back. Never had now. to worry about oh. what I did. The one time I'm a man two. now. Was Check the plan it out. Now. Gotta the get it down. Sound. No time get for fun down now. now. Take me back uh, when I was one, a kid. Two. Never had to worry Take about what back. I Coming did. Coming back for you. But I'm a man now. Where I was a man now.